here, those of you here with us live now, we are starting the 100 outside the 100, which if you're listening to the podcast, we are covering our top 100 games of all time. Last week we did from 100 to 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on the off weeks, we're going to try to go from 200 to 101. So tonight we'll start at 200. Um, I don't know how far. We'll go till we get tired. Till we get tired. Sorry, I'm looking at my computer. I'm going to try to look at the camera. So let me do this. I'm already tired. <laughs> there, I'll do this. So it, looks like, tired. so it looks like I'm looking at the camera at least. Yeah, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy day. Um, had to get a last minute Halloween costume. Um, had to give our cat medicine. So that's like hunting it down, making it take the medicine because she's an old lady. And she needs to be on pain and anxiety meds like the rest of us. And then we had, we buried our other cat. So our male cat died yesterday. So it's been a little traumatic. It's been a little... And we're gearing up to go to um, JuliaCon this weekend. Uh, games. So it's, it's a lot right now. <laughs> it's a lot. But we're here because we like to talk about games. Do you want to go first so I can figure out how to use this while you're talking? Okay. So Jason's going to ignore me while I'm talking. Pretty yeah, usual. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, Jason has his on his computer. I like to go analog with my post-its. These are my favorite office supplies. Like these long post-its. Love them. Can you read it? Yep. Okay. My number 200. We'll start at 200. My number 200. Do we have this one, right? Yeah, it's behind you somewhere. I thought so. I'll never find it. Jason rearranges the room, and I'm like, couldn't tell you where anything is. My number 200 is Wooly Whammoth. Um, Our friend introduced it to us. You are um, a family of cave dwellers, and you are trying to kill these mammoths, so you have meat for your people. Um, But mammoths can also charge at you. So it's like this um, simultaneous action selection simultaneous card selection um, where you're deciding how far the mammoths are going but everyone else is playing with you their cards also add to the movement of the mammoths and there's some special ones and there's some like ones that allow them to move back um, you're also moving there's tar pits that show up um, it's silly the theme I think is really fun um, it's just, a, it's just a cute game. Yeah. Good evening, whoever Facebook user is. Good evening. <laughs> yeah, Wooly Wemmoth is great. Um, it's a stupid little push your luck game. It's silly, but it's fun. All right. It's like down there somewhere, maybe down at the bottom or right there behind my head. Oh, yeah. The art is... You need, I got it right there. You don't need to pull it out. Okay, the art's kind of fun, too. like the cave people. like the way they look. It's fun. I don't, I don't know who the artist is, obviously. Yeah. Cool Pale Fox. There cool, you go. Cool Pale Fox. All right, so my number 200, I'm going to spoil it right now for you. So that was 200 really way Is Arch Rattles. Really? I think this might be higher. Yeah, I, I don't know. We played this game a lot, and I, I like it. I do like it. I just I just wish there was more to it. it. It is simple. Yeah, I think part of the reason that it's on my list, well, I'll show you some of the components on here because they're really nice. Look at these bad boys. Instead of taking it, look at that. That's a tray inside the game. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just a its a game where you have this little piece and you, you're selecting an action. You can't pick the same action two times in a row. 
So if you always have to move it kind of like scythe or villainous or whatever. And then you're trying to collect yarn to make things. You're trying to make gloves, hats, teddy bears, yeah, scarves, scarves, blankets. And you're trying to fulfill those contracts as gifts to give those things away to score mm-hmm. points. That's it. It's a really fun little game. It is, um, I mean, it's real. It's fun. It just sometimes I just want a little more out of it, I think. Like if I'm playing with people that don't play a ton of games, this is a great game for that because yes. it looks fantastic and it'll suck people in with the theme. Everybody knows what knitting is. So there you go. Or crocheting, whatever the theme is. Yeah, I don't know because I, I think it might be both. Because Facebook user Scott. Hey, I Scott. I saw that. Um, because they give you a pattern actually to one of the items they show. I think they have the pattern for knitting and crocheting. Got it. So that's my 200 art travels. Yeah. This one is one of those that has like a theme. Is that mine? That's probably mine. My phone is crazy. <laughs> a theme that can draw on gamers in. Um, but it, yeah, it is definitely light for like really light. Um, like maybe we could house rule it or make a gamer expansion or something. I don't know. It's good. Uh, my number 199, I think, would be higher if I've only played it two, I think. Did I play it? Did we play it three? No. Uh, I think we've only played it two. It needs to be played it more than two. I'm going to play it two. I think I would like it better. But then I'm also worried that if we play it more than two, it'll be mean. Yeah, that's true. We stay out of each other's way. Right. And that game is Moonshine Empire. So we backed this on Kickstarter because the components looked amazing. And they are amazing. Uh, you've got little vehicles because you are ultimately making shine and then you have to take the moonshine in a variety of ways to get to the center. You can, well, you can either sell it somewhere or you can get it to Pappy. Yes. Um, but you have to get it through the swamp, which has a variety of terrain, as many of you who are familiar with the swamp may know. So you've got little Jeeps, you've got um, airboats, you've got regular boats, you've got trucks. Yeah, there's trucks, uh, little airboats. Boats. Yeah, uh, cars. Yeah, I don't know. There's like four different types of vehicles. You can see them on this picture here. Yeah, so you've got all these vehicles. And then, um, so you're transporting the moonshine. And it's cool because... A Jeep. Everybody, oh, gee. Everybody fits in there. The, and the moonshine fits in there, right? Um, and then, but each vehicle only has a certain range. So it's really a game of building, what is the word I'm looking for? Network. About? Yeah, a, 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 a transportation network. So you've also got like a, a gator that's moving around. So you run to the gator, but you can also give moonshine to the gator. So he'll back off. Um, there's cop coming around you are able to upgrade your still and stuff to make your moonshine even better so you're collecting money um the characters can hold moonshine too which is yeah the characters hold the moonshine and like see if we can find a picture of that it's it's super cute like the components are awesome there you go these are holding and also i think that the the theme of the game is really is funny and fun um but we played it too, so we kind of built our own networks instead of each other's way, which made it not mean. And it was just like, okay, how can we run everything really efficiently, move things efficiently? Um, but I think the idea really is that you're using these different modes of transportation and then kind of abandoning them and moving on to another one. So four wheelers. Oh yeah, you. I saw that before that. Yeah. 
So you are like, the idea is to then, I want to leave this here, but I don't want to leave an advantage for another player because then they can use my network. But it's not really my network. Um, so I think it could get mean with more than two players, but with two players, I feel like it doesn't shine. Stay there. Like it should. Um, but it's still a good game. So 199, Moonshine Empire. Good game. I'm not sure where it is on my list, but if it's on here, we'll find out about it later. So my number 199 is actually a game. I know. I was this surprised. This is criminally. Yeah. It's right a game that uh, we've played a lot, and I really do like it, but apparently not enough to be in the top 100. And that is Hickory Dickory. Oh, my gosh. I don't like that one. Go back to this one. <laughs> this one. You're too busy messing with your little things. <laughs> this one. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so Hickory Dickory, this is a, a game we picked up, I don't know, a, a while ago. And it is your... Hickory Dickory Dock, Mouse on the Clock, all that thing. It's a worker placement game, kind of. You're using these worker, these little mice. Let me see if I can find Insect some pictures. Insect collection. Insect collection. You're using these mice. They're going to be on this wheel of the clock. They're going to be on a hand and a clock. And they're going to move around from the 12 to the 11. They can't see you move that. Well, okay, they're going to move around from the 12 to the 11. <laughs> and you can decide if you want to keep riding it, kind of like Zolkin style, keep riding it to get to a better action, or you can jump off and take the action that you're at. Or someone else can force you or off. Or someone can force you off. They can jump in the back of the... You can't see that either. You can jump in the back of here and push all these mice forward. I don't know if you can see that plus sign, but we'll say you can. Um, and you're trying to collect these different tokens. Let me see if you can find see a better t picture of the tokens. These tokens here mm -hmm. to fulfill contracts, uh, to get a certain amount of points, and to fill in this grid that's on the board here uh, to score more points. It's a really interesting little game. It's got some weird, like a weird paw mechanism thing where it blocks down some of the spaces and all that stuff too every round. But it's really fun. Um, I don't know why it's this low, but the fates of Pub Meeple said it was this low, so that's where we are. And yeah, that's my number. What number is this? 199. <laughs> Hickory Dickory. Uh, I'm almost positive this will come up on the podcast for me. It's really, it's really fun. The the different types of mice have different abilities, and so knowing when to use them and how to use them best um, to maximize what you're doing, I think is like a really thinky puzzle in a really cute game. Uh, my number 198 would be higher if I had played it recently, and it's so pretty. Um, it's one of the Days of Wonder games that they do a great job of production, and that is Yamatai. Um, Yanam Sucker for an Asian Doom game. And, you know, this one you're building Tory gates and shrines and your own buildings and using these tiles to, like, collect ships to, like, make these routes so that you can put things on these islands. It's so pretty. Um, and there actually kind of is a lot going on. Uh, but we have not played it. I mean, I think you said you played it solo or something. I played it two-player by myself. Yeah, because that's um, how I like to roll, apparently. Uh, we haven't played it with uh, with other people in quite some time. Uh, the, look, at this, look at this board. The art is gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. It's got all those great, yeah, the great tangible tactile pieces that you put out there. I love that. Um, I love, like, trying to make the most. Because if you get, like, can get multiple buildings of your type, like, you can score, make more money off them or something, score points. It's been a long time. 
Uh, yeah, I, I I just played it that long ago. I still don't remember. So it it's easy to play, but we don't play it enough, and I can't remember it. How it works? But <laughs> it looks fantastic, though. Look at it on the Patreon. It does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at this. Uh, pretty okay. But yes, I would like to play this more. Um, yeah, Jason plays a loud two player by himself. Yeah, I yeah I like to do that, Ryan. It's fun. I think. It helps me learn how to play the game so when I'm teaching, and it helps me do multiple strategies. To not, to a crappy one, to a not as crappy one, usually. But I, I think he's also trying not to do the Rado thing where he's like, oh, I want to go here. And well, Scott, I go here. if we get together, we'll play some Yamatai. Yeah. For sure. We will play games at some point. We will. We will play at games. At some point, we will. So that was my 198 Yamatai. All right. Now, let me see if I can find my... 198. That's so fun to say. Okay, my 198 is a game we actually played not that long ago. And it might actually be higher now. I know, that's just so hard as these lists are so... Subjective. And my number, what number? 198? 198. This is criminally low. Wait for the reveal. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh my gosh, you're not allowed to do this next time. Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Ludwig. Yeah, we just played this not that long ago. And this is a little polyomino game where you're building a funky castle. Um, of the way that, ca- that the crazy king wants. He wants crazy rooms next to each other. He wants, maybe he wants a bunch of dungeons. Maybe he just wants corridors. Um, you're, someone's going to be the master builder. They're going to set the prices of these things. You're going to spend money, pay it to them. And then you're going to be building your castle. And you want to get certain rooms next to other rooms to score points. You want to fulfill these goals, get all these different other things going on. Just to score a pile of points. Hey, what's going on, DJ? Show us things. Uh, so, Castles of Mackie Movie is a fantastic game. If you haven't seen it, here's some pictures of some funky castles. Um, it can look something like this. Just stuff laid out. That's kind of the, how the tiles look. That actually, that actually nice. looks really nice. They never look <laughs> like that. Look like that. But it's a fun game. Different kinds of rooms. You can put a bunch of bedrooms next to each other. You can put uh, nothing but dungeons if you want, nothing but basement rooms. That's all I want to um, do. However you want to play, you're trying to score these gold cards here and then some of the special rooms that the Mad King wants. So that's my 198, the castles of Mad King Ludwig. Oh, yeah, the app. Oh, I'll play, I have the app. It's really good. The app is really good. I know. Thank you. Castles should not be this low. It is not that low for All right. Me. We're going to ban DJ. Bam button. No, <laughs> I agree. No, I, I, I did say it's probably too low. I agree. It's probably too low. Jason lists every year is like fake news. He's like, yeah, this seems right. I'm like, no, it doesn't. So the problem with my list is I want to, I think I rate my games of how bad I want to play them. And my top basically 20 is always the same because I always want to play VTAL games, spoilers. I always want to play, uh, you know, heavy games. But when it gets down to the 200, it's a free-for-all. It's madness. Whatever happens, happens. So you can talk about your next one. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, my next one is where it should be. We played this a couple times with our friends. We do not own this game. So my 197 is Super Motherload. It is a theme I don't love because I think... I think... What do you say? <laughs> the Jason algorithm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's whack. Yeah, it's a crazy algorithm. You don't want any part of that. No, no one else. No one else uses it. Um, Super Mother Load. It, it's like this. 
I think it's spacing because you're drilling on a planet, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're on a like Mars or some planet like that. Yeah. Um, but you are like drilling using these cards, so it's sort of like deck building. Everybody has their own personal deck that you can buy cards from. Uh, yeah. Um, but you need certain colors of cards to allow you to drill certain types of minerals or whatever they are. Um, as you're moving down through this map, so I think the concept is really cool. Um, it's not higher because again, I don't like anything remotely space themed and it's ugly. Um, but I think, I think the cards are okay. But I that, think like that looks pretty boring. Yeah. But using the cards like to apply to the board, I I'm always a fan of that. There are others. I think they do it much better, but I think that, that this is kind of like an intriguing, um, <laughs> way so to this part of Jason's list is periodically. That's true. Yes, that is correct. Yes, Dig Dug the board game. It is Dig Dug the board game for sure. It is. Um, even though I never played Dig Dug. Oh, it's great. It's that board game. <laughs> That's what it is. But I do. I like the game. Um, we don't own it. So maybe it would be higher. And if it, if the theme was like, um, maybe digging through like picturesque layers of the Grand Canyon or like you find fossils, just something a little more interesting than digging through the crust of Mars, it'd probably be higher because I am that petty. Uh, but the game play, I think, is really fun. So, 197, Super Mario Love. Oh, this is really low, too. My 197 is an Alexander Fister game. And, honestly, I, I always want to play this more. And every time I play it, I love it. And then I forget about it. So, I don't know. I, I clicked positive to this every single time that I rated it. And that is... Room service. No, are you kidding me? I used to hate this game, and it is way higher on my list. Well, your list is clearly not as good as mine. I have a lot of great games in my list. I, don't know I have I, basically the same games. So, Broom Service is a Fister game. Alexander Fister. I think there's a co-designer, but I can never remember the co-designer. So, if you mm. co-designed this game and happen to be watching, I apologize to you. But this is a simultaneous <laughs> action selection where you're playing. You're picking four or five different cards out of these like nine cards that you have. Everybody has the same cards. And you're going to pick some cards. And you're going to take an action. Now, when it, when it comes to you, you have a choice. You're going to do a cowardly version of that action, which means you're guaranteed to do the action. Or, at a weaker level. At a weaker level. Or you're going to do the brave action, which is better, the best. But it's going to... Uh, <laughs> if you do that brave action, only the last... Oh, yeah, the co-designer is listed on BGG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, oh, you're so cool and you're call. fancy. Uh, so the co-designer is... Uh, Andreas Pelican. But anyway, if you do the brave action, you can... Only the last person that picks the brave action gets to take that action. So if I go first and I say brave, and three other people go and they all say brave, only the last person who has that happens to have that card in their hand and plays brave gets to take it. Because if somebody plays that card and you have it, you have to play it. And you're trying to move these witches around and make deliveries of these different locations. Move and druids. Druids around. And collect trace. potions. Um, get magic wands to... to Make the weather clouds go away and all that kind of stuff. It's a really fun game. It's not super mean, um, but it has to have five players. Otherwise, it turns into these like dummy cards, which I don't really love. So this is one of the few Euro games where you got to play a maximum player count, and I'm okay with that. So mm-hmm. my number, whatever this is, room service. 197. 197. It shouldn't be 197. You are right. This game is really good, and I know Jason loves this game. I do. And it is really fun to play with a big group because it's – you can like program your turn, 
but you don't always get to decide what the order that they actually. Why do you want to pull your hair out? Did they, the kids mess it up? Did they keep calling brave? Cause that'd be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is fun with adults. It's a fun to hear like adults say, I'm, I'm a brave, uh, mother fairy. I'm a cowardly mother fairy. I don't know. It's just, it's a good game. It's yeah. a really, I really like it. And I think, is there a card version? We talked about this. Yeah, there is a card game, but I've never played that one. I mean, the basic game has cards, it's, but it has a board. But the, the card game has no board. I like the events. Those are probably, that's probably like my favorite to like throw it in there. And Yeah, they're not that difficult. Yeah. Okay. My number 186 is new this year. Uh, yeah, we just got it. Did you back it or did we? Uh, tr- made, made a trade for it. Um, in addition to many uh, music games we have, we have Trollfest. So Trollfest, you are, and I didn't think I would like it because I was like, come on, man. And at first we started playing it. I'm like, this was not good. Uh, but it really grew on me. So you are traveling around this map going to different places to get creatures, some of which are trolls, uh, to join your band. And so you can get different bonuses and points for having... Kind of looks like Ticket to Ride right here. Yeah. It's not, but it looks like it. Um, Point, like bonuses for having maybe all of one race or a mix of all the different ones. Um, Like different cards, different types of... uh, musicians that can play different things having a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. and then you're kind of going around doing shows different places i think you're you're like collecting fans um you can sell merch and things it's just like a fun take on the band tour theme it's not my favorite one we have some other ones that i like better um this one's sillier though but it's silly yeah. it's it's just ridiculous the it says it plays in 45 minutes, and that's probably true. It's pretty and it's, it's lightning. Yeah, it's fast. quick. It's super lightning quick. Um, so it's just kind of a fun, a fun way to do like that music tour. Like there's some other ones I I like better, like I've said, but um fun, silly, quick. Uh yeah, Trollfest 196. Yeah, I like that game. I don't know where it is on my list, so maybe I don't like it at all. You probably don't. My number 196 would be higher but i've only played it one time and the rule book is a disaster <laughs> and i've learned this game like nine times to play it once i don't think i've played it i got this game in a trade with with scott you're blaming scott no i am blaming scott i got it in a <laughs> trade from scott uh but the game is craftsman and this is a game that let me try to explain it. it's a worker placement game <laughs> Where you're you're trying to acquire these different cards, and the cards are going to produce different things. And ultimately, you're trying to get this huge engine going where you're going to produce from this card. It produces into this card, which produces over to this card, which then shifts stuff back into this card and produces over here. You have this huge line of cards in front of you. But to get there, there's like 100 pages of rules. It's what it feels like reading it. They're not exciting rules. And the game is fun, I think. <laughs> But I remember the card part the best. The engine, building the engine was really fun. Everything else, I couldn't tell you how the worker placement works, but I did really like the card system. I'm, so is that kind of like, like on Lorenzo where you have those engines that you're running with cards? It's similar. It's it's more in-depth. Like, here, I'll, I'll show you this. Or like it's, London, maybe? Yeah, this one's got like arrows. So like that card, 
the top card on the left, the purple will feed into that bottom one, which then will feed into that bottom one. So all these three of these cards are feeding into the other cards, just ultimately feed into that bottom card to score you a bunch of points. So you got this like really complicated engine that you're feeding into other things. I like that. It's a good, that's a cool part. It's just really hard to learn and play. And if I could play this more, I would probably like it more. But every time I want to play it, I'm like, man, I want to learn it again. And then I don't even know if I did learn it correctly. So I just, I don't know. It's on my shelf. I like it, but it's just, it's too hard to relearn. So that's it. So my number 196, Craftsman. Hmm. Oh, the cra- they're gone now? Hmm. Used to be a good video for Craftsman. Oh, nice. Yeah, I watched Heavy Cardboard, and I think Rado played through it at one point as well. And I watched his video like five times. But again, watching Rado is kind of confusing because he does the, oh, wait, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do the, yeah, so, yeah. I feel like I have to know the rules before I watch Rado because then I feel like I see different types of strategies and ways to play. But, um, yeah, and whoever put this comment, again, my list is. You can call it arbitrary if you want to. But yes, this game made it higher than Castles of Cat, Maggie and Love, a game which I do know how to play. And Broom Service also, which I do know how to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Y'all see what I'm working with here. <laughs> Makes no sense. Every year we do this, and I'm like, what is Jason doing? And he'll like put it together, he'll agonize over it and make a decision. He does it like a week ahead of me. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, this works out. And he's like, yeah, mine looks great. And I'm like, we, he starts talking about them. Completely asinine choices that don't make sense. Some of them will make sense, hopefully, eventually. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, my number 195 is a small box game. I love these. We got a bunch of these from um, AG. <laughs> AG used to, I think at Origins, they would go and bring a bunch of stuff and you could get like four games. If you bought like four of these little games, you get them for like 20 bucks. So $5 a piece. So I'm like, yeah, it's a good deal because they're cheapos. And they turn out to be really great games. I actually have two um, on the set. <laughs> and the first one is Ravenous River. I, I know I talk about this on the podcast, talked about it before. Uh, it's this really fun game. Two to seven players, so you can kind of play a lot. Oh, these pictures are really great. Well, that's what the box art is like. I mean, they don't have a ton on there. Um, the art is not good, okay? Um, but it is kind of like a food chain idea or like um, rock, paper, scissors, lizard's box kind of thing. So it's like, okay, like lion eats ox, ox. It doesn't really work out because some of these animals are herbivores. Just suspend that belief. So there's like a chain, a ranking. Everyone gets a card that is their card. Like, oh, I'm the fox. So I want the fox to cross the ravenous river. I don't want the fox to get eaten in the boat by um an animal that's higher in the food chain than it. And I don't want the fox to get off the boat on the other side and then get you on the other side by someone that came in the other boat. So you have some cards that allow you to kind of manipulate the boats, manipulate animals. You also can move animals around from place to place. And it gives you the hierarchy on the card of what you yeah. do. Hierarchy's on the card. Um, it's so easy. Like you can only do a couple things on your turn. But the thinking, the choices, I think it does need some Clemens Franz. Where, what is he doing? I need to send him a message. I don't know. Clemens Franz is a thousand times better than 
whoever that artist is. Because, you know, Cohen's Franzen are tight. And uh, I'll just... Uh, Patronize seems like a good one. I've been wanting to play that one. Oh, yeah. Let her see. I like Valley of the Kings. Kitty doesn't like Valley of the Kings. I don't like Valley of the Kings. I can't quite put my finger on it. But I don't like it. Uh, But I do... And there's another one I'll talk about that's probably my favorite. There's a reason it is. But it... This one is really fun because it's simple action. It's it gives what I love in games: simple choices, no, simple turns, simple mechanics, simple. This is what I can do, but what am I gonna do? Thinky, like puzzly. Um, it's it's like a it's like that like a word problem. Like you have a sack of grain, a goose, and a fox. And you have to get them across the river. Plus you, like who goes in the boat? Who do you leave behind? How does that work out? That's kind of in this game. And despite the ugly art, it's really fun. So 195 is Ravenous River. I don't think that's in my top 200. I do like it, but I remember last time we played it, it was like, for some reason, it took. I felt like I was an idiot trying to relearn that game. All right, so my number 195 is a little card game. We played it a ton with Katie's aunt and her cousins, and her aunt got really mad, uh, but it's still fun. Irrationally angry. Yeah, and the game is called, um, let me find it. It's called Volanimo, and this is a little Volamino. Uh, Volamino. This is from Bruno Catala, a little trick-taking, well, sort of, like a ladder-climbing game where you're trying to play mm-hmm. a higher card than somebody else. And you're going to be playing these cards uh, either individually or you can play pairs or sets of cards. And then the points are like, it's like five five points per each card. And then the last number, I don't know. It's some weird funky thing. But you want to try to get rid of your cards. You want to get rid of all the cards in your hand. If you can do that, you're going to score the most points. And it's going to, you're basically doing a race going up a hill. So over the course of five rounds, you're trying to go out as many as you can. But going out early in the race is not as good as going out later in the race. So maybe I go out in round one and two, but then someone else goes in out in round four and five, they're probably going to win. So you're trying to go out, but go out when it's the best part of the race. Uh, there's a couple mean cards, which is what made her aunt mad where you can like steal cards from people and give them a crappy one back. Um, it's not really that mean. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no. but, but she was not having it. This is what the cards look like. It's silly animals on bikes. Um, yeah. There's a, whoever wins the, the previous lap gets that little carrot jersey, and you just try to score points. That's it. Simple little ladder climbing, shedding game, but it's fun, and I like it. Not, it's not my favorite card game, but it is enjoyable and worthy of the list. So one ninety five, Volanimo, Volan. It feels like it should be Volamino. It is Volamino. No, it's Volanimo. Volanimo. Oh yeah. Because fit. Velo. Yeah, and speed. Yeah. Maybe Mino means Namit. Nimmo means uphill. Speed uphill. That's what I'm saying. Yes, because we all know you're so good at other languages. I'm great at language. Um, yeah, this there are other card games that have like that ladder kind of stuff that I like better. So that one's not in my list as high. My number 194 should be higher. Because it's the kind of game I think you really like. But I think we've only played it once. Yeah, and it's a beast of a teach, too. It is, but I really want to play it again. Um, and that game is Maracaibo. Um, and yes, yeah, so I know those of you are like, what? That's like totally a crazy game. Why is it so low? It's because I played it once. We do own a copy now. We do. 
Um, and I want to play it. It's I haven't really played. Is this my first Alexander Fisher game? No, no Blackout Hong Black Kong. Blackout Hong Kong. Well, Broom Service technically. Uh, okay, was yeah, the first one that's that you played. True. That's true. Um, but one of his bigger ones, and I really I was surprised because I really enjoyed it. Um, Look at all that beige. You know, moving around the water. I don't. Is it the Mediterranean? I forget where. It, no. Whatever, man. Well, Puerto Rico's in there. So where's Puerto Rico? Oh, that's in the. Caribbean. Yeah, it's Caribbean. Yeah. So you're moving around the sea, um, different ports, utilizing these tiles that are there, take different actions. It was really fun. And then also, we didn't play this, but there is not legacy, but like a campaign, a campaign type thing where it has some story to it, which I really would think what I would enjoy. Jason probably wouldn't. Um, but I think it would be fun to just add a little bit more to it because it looks uh, it. That one play, I was like, this is good. I like that you're kind of going around that circle several times. So sometimes for me, it takes around to be like, oh, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I want to do next time. So to have that kind of the same pathway sort of open to you for several rounds, that helps me, I think, get better in my planning and in like seeing what I want to do going forward. And I think that's really cool about this game. So I want to see this move higher. I just need to play it more. So that is 194 Maracaibo. Yep. That is a good one. That is higher on my list for sure. All right. My number 194 is actually a game I think we've played maybe twice. And I want to play it more. We just don't. Uh, let me see if I can find it over here. And it is mm-hmm. called My Little Pony. Adventures in Equestria deck building game. And it's a deck building game, but it's a cooperative deck building game where everyone is taking on the role of a My Little Pony. And there's all these that are on the box here. Plus, I think we have one of the expansions that adds more. Um, Jason only wants to be Pinkie Pie. Only Pinkie Pie. I'll never play as anybody else. Well, there's Discord. Nope. Okay. Pinkie Pie. So it. It has a normal deck building stuff where you're buying cards, using those cards to um, take actions. But in this one, you're trying to, there's these little like air, like locations you're trying to visit with your character. And then there's ultimately these cards here, which are the, um, like basically what you're trying to achieve. You have to defeat so many of those to win the like game. Like gold. Yeah. And if you can't beat those, you're going to lose. So you're just trying to accomplish all these events and these tasks as a team to win the game. You don't, I don't even know. It, it doesn't seem like the deck building is actually a huge deal. We've only played it once or twice, so it might be more important with some of the expansions, but in the base game, you, you didn't need to deck build a ton. You just needed to fight these things. So as long as you had cards to do that, you're good to go. But yeah, my number one ninety four is my little pony Avengers in Equestria. Um, I didn't, I didn't rank this yet. Dude, Jason's totally brownie. Cheese oh, sandwich. Yeah. The Weird Al Pony Cheese Sandwich is the bomb. Um, I would have ranked this if we had played it more than just like that, I think once, maybe twice. Because we played with our daughter because she really liked My Little Pony, but it's too much. It is too complex, which I think is cool. And I would like to play it, but I had to play it without her. Um, and I played it solo a couple times. I was just two ponies. And I was Pinkie Pie and somebody else every time. Um, Pinkie Pie is actually not that great, but I'll never not be Pinkie Pie. So yeah, I've played a little more than Katie, but as 
with humans. You want to play it a couple times. <laughs> so I want I want to play it more because I do I do like the ponies, um, and I think that the deck building is essential to be able to conquer those things. But we just really didn't get into that very much, and like that quick kind of play that we did. Um, so my number one eighty three is another one of those AEG small box games that I was talking about earlier. And it's probably my favorite, and that's my star. I'm gonna go get my watch on, so that'll stop happening. Okay, please. I'll be back. <laughs> His phone. I don't know if it's affecting this. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear, but it's super loud. His phone is buzzing so <laughs> loud. Um, it sounds like like when June bugs hit your screen in the summer, and it's like this is, that's what it sounds like. Uh, so it's one of three is my star. I always like it because it's Asian themed. So everyone is a geisha and you have each geisha has different talents. Some are better maybe in like tea service or some are better at music or some are better at witty conversation. Um, so you have these stats and then you get cards, start with a hand of cards and you are trying to get rid of your cards. Cause when you go out that um, will actually like, like you want no little to no points. So all the cards in everyone's hand count as negative points. Um, the cards are either customers that come and visit the geisha and they go in a certain uh, part of your play area, or they become advertisers that like can boost up the different. Um, Ooh, like, those are cool. I know we don't have us. Uh, the different, not personality traits, but like skills skills that the geisha have um i think the cards look cool the iconography is pretty easy to explain um and so once you get it and then it's quick there's just i don't know maybe four rounds or five rounds or something i mean the iconography is not even important because the card says what it and does. the card says what it does <laughs> so you're like trying to balance between using these cards as advertisers but when you do you have to draw a card to replace it if you use them as a customer they do not get replaced. That's how you're getting cards out of your hand. But really, average, um, uh, customers with really great powers, because you use your power when they become a customer, not an advertiser, they cost, you have to have really high stats. Um, I don't know. It's just such, it's, again, a very simple game, but you, there's a lot of strategy involved in it. Um, but it does require at least three players. So... Sometimes it doesn't get played as often. And then, I don't know, people just don't like it as much as me. But they think it's too mean. Oh, I like it. I like this a lot. Um, it is. It can be mean. It can be mean. Dealing people's cards is really mean. Making them draw cards is really mean. It's the game, man. I love it. Um, so 193, my star. All right, my 193. I probably need to find it. Uh, my 193 is... All right, we just played this one not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And this is a weird one. This is a dungeon crawl where you're building words to fight monsters. So this is right up Katie's alley. That's the wrong I was, game I was, completely. I was typing what I was saying. It's two words. What? You're, you're two words. I got two words. I was like, I got, I got some words. <laughs> I got two words for you. So good. That was not very appropriate. But anyway, whatever number this is for me is Spell Smashers. I'll be doing the video solo next week. And Spell Smashers is a really interesting game. It's um, kind of a deck builder of sorts. 
but you have these letter cards in your hand. Let me see if I can find a picture because it'll be easier to show you. You have these letter cards in your hand. It's not because you post a picture and then you try to like gesture to it. Like people can know where you're pointing at. I see you have monsters that you're trying to defeat. They're going to have a coin value that they're worth if you defeat them. They're going to have amount of damage that they'll provide back to you. And they're going to be worth a letter. So if I defeat the weird S monster there, I now have an S as part it's of my shapeshifter. hand. It's a shapeshifter. It says right on there. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm going to use cards, if I can find them. I'll never find them. Uh, to make words. <laughs> Cards make words. Words make cards. This is uh, going well. This is going well. Let me see. We'll see how long I can stumble along. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So you're going to have a hand of, of letters that you're going to be making a card with, and they're going to have a certain, like, icon. So these are three plants and three water. Certain monsters are immune to those types of things. Some of them will take extra damage if you use certain types of monsters. Vulnerable. Uh, vulnerabilities. And you're just trying to make enough damage to defeat a monster. That's it. You want to get monsters as trophies. You're going to go to this like weird little town to buy other things to help you, and you're just trying to score a bunch of points. That's it. Uh, that was a terrible description, but whatever. My one one ninety three spell smashers. You get it. Don't make me talk about games. <laughs> I don't know. That one might be higher for me. I'm not sure. Glee. Uh, my number one ninety two is a trick taking card game. That that's why I watch BGM. <laughs> authentic, authentic equals terrible. <laughs> I added that. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, authentic means eh, kind of crappy. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think you say that. That that was our interpretation. And this is the truth. Uh, my number one new two is a tricking game that at first I was like, oh, everyone hates this game. It can't be that great. But it is pretty fun. And again, like I mentioned all the time, where Midwesterners played the crap out of trick-taking card games, whatever. So Cat in the Box. Um, Cat in the Box is where everybody just gets numbers, no suits. Um, and when you play the card, you determine the color of the suit that that card is. But no one can play that same card because, I mean, like in a real deck, it only exists once. So uh, they actually just came out with this giant version or something, which at first we kind of were like, mm. but um, I think it's really great for people that have vision issues, which we have several mm -hmm. people that play this, that play games, that that is a big thing for them. The Some of the colors in the initial... Because the actual box... That's the little one, yeah. Regular size. Some of the colors in the initial one were so close. It was difficult to see. Yes. Um, as yeah, it's, it's tricky. When I first started playing this, I was like, what the heck is happening? The first time I played it, I was like, I freaking hate this game. I, of course, cause a paradox, like, every <sighs> single round. I was like, this game sucks. I think the last time we played it, we had, like, one paradox the whole time. That was crazy. I know. It was bananas. So... This is one that really grew me because everyone like, let's take out the box. I'm like, oh my but the more I play it, the more I'm like, oh, maybe I should do this. And I think I just tried a bunch of different ways. And I don't, um, I don't know that I've ever won. I can't ever get my things in a line to get extra bonuses for that. I thought you said that was going to stop. I thought it was going to stop. This watch is a liar. It's old. <laughs> Or it's operator error, as we have seen. That's true. That could be part of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but 
it it is fun because I think because I played so much so many trick taking games, it's different. And you explain to people at first, they're like, "Wait, there's not. How do you know what color you're playing?" I'm like, "Yes, you choose um, both every color and no color." Yes, and so like the betting is kind of difficult. There is no zero, which I don't like. That you can't bid zero. Yeah, that is uh, or more than three. But then again, those limitations, I think, maybe add to the strategy of the game. Do I know the strategy? No. I just blindly stumble along and hope they don't create a paradox. Uh, But it has grown on me, obviously. Not super high, but still in my top 200. So that is my 192 cat in the box. All right. So my number 192 is probably false news. Um, And it is a game we played once. And I'm going to explain it poorly, but what's new, right? And it is called Cryo. And this is a game from Luke Laurie, right? Yes, and Tom Jolly, where you are trying to basically get abandoned astronauts off of this this planet. I don't know that. Or hide under the planet because there's going to be some kind of like freeze or something. You're Because you're digging down into these tunnels. But they're already there. Yeah, in the I, I, don't, I don't know what the theme is. It's like they went there and they didn't have enough energy to like get back out, so they went into like hypersleep, and then you go and wake them yeah. up. Yeah. So, so you have these little like drone things that you're sending out as your workers, and you're going to these different spaces to take actions. I'm going to be terrible at explaining this. We played it once; and it was a long time ago. And you're trying to ultimately get move some of your characters down into these like hypersleep chambers to like an area control thing. I remember that. But eventually you're going to have all your workers out on the board and you get to pull them back onto your player board to then get some kind of bonus to get reset to be playing more in the future. Uh, it's a really interesting game. There's way better than my explanation, which was basically nothing. So if you want to look at it, you can go check it out. Um, I can show you some components real quick. And it's somehow um, better than Broom Service. And so the, the, there's the little drone guys that you have, and then they do fit really neat. Yeah. Like other components are really cool in this game. I do. It's that. a fun little game. You're trying to get your people down into these caves down here to score points. Uh, yeah, I really like it. It is higher than room service. I don't know why, uh, but there we go. That's where we are. So number one ninety two cryo. Yeah. Um, so go back, and I would say. Um, Dan, in response to this, yes, there are some games that are just good and I'm bad at, and there are a lot of trick takers. Like, this, honestly, is probably one of the lowest trick takers because I really like them, so there are a lot that are higher than Cat in the Box. Did we play this with you, Dan, at um, that Nerdapalooza thing? I thought we played just you, or, yeah, it was either this or Port Royal, or maybe both, and then you went and bought one of them. Let me know if I'm misremembering. Probably. I don't remember. Uh, my, did you do your 192? Sorry, yeah, cryo. Yes. My 191 um, was missing off of Jason's list that he originally sent me to rank. And then I thought I added it, but then it never came from my rankings. I don't know. So I manually added this game. And if we could actually get a copy, if we could play it again. Oh, yeah. I This would actually be on my list too, but I forgot it. Um, that's Tales of the Arabian Nights. This game is like, um, 
like choose your own adventure in a lot of ways. And there's a little oh, scout. oh yeah, scout in Port Royal. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I knew it was something. Scout. Will At least I remember Port is, Royal. It's higher on my list. Um. So Tales of the Arabian Nights, you are moving your person around. You're trying to meet these objectives. What do you have to do in order to end it? You have to um, get. You have to because you're picking your amount of goal. Oh and yeah. And then you have to meet that goal and That's then make it back right. to Baghdad. And then make it back to Baghdad. Goal of something equaling twenty luck, and um, there's two different stats. There's two things on both sides of the board, and you're trying to at the beginning of the game you arbitrarily you pick some numbers. <laughs> it felt arbitrary because we didn't know you what you're doing. You try to meet those, make those tracks move up accordingly to meet your pick, and then make it back to Baghdad. It really is a lot of luck and chance in this one, but. The scenarios are fun. Um, I am. I really. I keep hearing about that they're going to re-implement to this without King Arthur theme, which I actually really love that theme. That's one of my jams. Um, that would be cool. That'd be cool. I because I almost every King Arthur theme game I have gotten, I've only been disappointed once. Lancelot, I'm looking at you. Yeah, that was sad. That was woof. Uh, but otherwise, I really love that theme. I really love King Arthur. Um, a game in my top 10 is King Arthur based. I think it's my top 10. It's my top 20 Spoilers. for sure. Spoilers. They might not know what game that is. I'm looking at it right now. It's over there. So good. I, I really like that theme. So that would be really great because we have looked for a copy of this game. It's just the stuff that happens is so fun and ridiculous. Um, because you could go and encounter a scenario and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get this, like, crazy drunken guy. I'm going to try and help him. Oh, he turns on you and beats you up. So then you end up with, like, some lingering injury, and, like, effect stuff that you do. What was the one thing? We were, like, entering things? Like, entering animals or something? No. Yeah, it was real ridiculous. We never did that. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. We should have. There were no animals, I think, that happened. But, um... You can get like different, I don't want to say like superlatives, but kind of like that because you can carry around with you for good or ill, um, different little side quests. Um, somebody got thrown in jail or like was wanted. Um, <laughs> maybe. Depends on how you pronounce that city. Well, yeah. True. I guess you can say it all different ways. We'll see. Um, but Tales of Remy Nights, it's just a fun time. It is, there's, I really don't think there's extra strategy to it. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a fun game to play. So my number 191, Tales of Remy Nights. All right. My number 191 is actually, mm, it's fallen because I've played the other one by myself more. And I like it more now. And it is, Wait for the suspense. My little side. Uh, I last time we played this, I think that actually it was too fast. Hmm. It was over too fast, which I I'm okay with. But I was just getting started, and the game was over. Like Jeremy rushed his goals out there and had like he played like two turns and had all four of his goals out there. Uh, but this is that's why I don't like yeah, any of those right. things that Winston Meyer does. So like. This is a kids or family weight version of Scythe. It had a My Little Pony theme originally, but they couldn't get the IP. 
So they have just these cute little animals. Which are still um, very adorable. Yeah, they're really cute. And you're just, you're basically doing what you're doing inside. You're moving around your minis and you're collecting apples and gems and you're trying to deliver them to the castle. You also can get in fights, a pie fight with someone else and you're going to throw pies at each other. Um, you may complete some quests. Uh, you may upgrade your player board and you're trying to get four of your trophies or five if you have an expansion out on the board to be first to win the game. That's it. Um, it, it, it is Scythe, but with a lot of the convolution taken away and way, way streamlined and easy enough for kids to play. And I think it looks better. I like that art a lot better than Scythe, but I, do I don't too. love the Scythe art. So my number 191, My Little Scythe. I prefer this to regular side because I I don't know. We played it and it was more fun, but. What? Milo side? We played regular side and I was like, okay, this isn't that terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Last time we played it, I liked it more. The first time I played it, I was like, this is the worst game ever. But sometimes you just have a bad experience. And I've been trying to work hard at like giving games another shot, but it's not their fault. It's the person who taught to me's fault. His name rhymes with Cole Jatzer. <laughs> There's a lot of those games. I'm trying to I'm trying to make some of these games get a better name with Katie. How how far are we going? Whenever you want to stop. Well, our other kid's still awake, so we probably need to go put her to bed. Yeah, we can do one more. Okay, so we're gonna end. We're gonna do a full ten. Um, my number one night. I guess a full ten would be one eighty nine. Full that I know. Um, 200, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, 198, the more that lighter games that are still good, that still have a decent amount of strategy to them, rise up in our ranks. While, yes, we love the brown beige Euros, um, the Vitel Asertas. Yes, absolutely. I still, you still find those very high on my list. Um, I'm looking more at the big box store games because those are the games we can get people to play with us. Those are the games that get people excited about the hobby because they can easily go get them. Some of them have gotten crazy, a little crazy expensive. Not this one. Not this one. But I'm looking at you like Everdell. Everdell's is what the unbearably what? expensive. At a big box store. It's unbearably expensive. Stupid. But planted, um, you're growing plants. Shocking, right? Um, but you are collecting like plant food. Um, you're cooking sunlight, water, and green thumbs. Yeah, green thumbs. To grow plants. And you're trying to, like, grow them to, like, their various levels of plant. Planthood? I don't, I don't. <laughs> plant growth? Various levels, um, which are going to coordinate with points. The, yes, the, what you get for yeah, the price of this. I don't get it. I don't know how they do it. What are other people not doing? Like, it's so great. This is Buffalo, I mean, right? Yeah, they make a butt ton of money off puzzles. So maybe They're the, the puzzle board games can be the loss leader and they can do really nice board games and then make up for it with puzzles. I don't know. But, but the components are fantastic. 
I really like the art. I mean, it's plants, but they give you like uh, all the cards are different types of plants. Um, this is a drafting mm-hmm. drafting game. I was like, do I remember this? We have actually played this quite a bit, and we played Verdant too. I like this better than Verdant, in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think if Verdant is higher. Verdant might be higher. I think I like that better because I like the other components. It might be higher on my list too, but that doesn't mean anything. I feel like I like Planet better than Verdant. You might as well just like just point to games <laughs> and be like. Number of 200, 189. <laughs> I should do that. That's what I want to do next year. Babe, my 197 is this one right here. <laughs> but Planet is really good. It's good quality components. It's easy to find. It's easy to teach. Um, I, I Yeah, I, the components are awesome. Ooh, yeah, I never thought about taking the stuff out of it and putting other things. Yeah, no, that's... For a while, it was like... Yeah, Vernon's probably more gamery. I agree with you. I agree. The young hipster... We don't have super young, but some of our hipster like relatives and stuff are like really... In, in, and their kids or whatever really into plants. It's like a thing. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. Well, we're almost done. Um, but that that's kind of helped them get involved, want to play. Um, and then they're like, oh yeah, this game is good. It looks good on the shelf, looks good on the table... It's quick, but still like competitively fun because you can also get some in-game scoring going on with the different types of plants that you have. Um, yeah, I like it. Like it a lot. I like it enough to be my uh, 190 planted. My number 190. I actually talked about the Big Brother on the podcast this w- last week, and this is the card version, which is called San Juan. I really like San Juan. This is a multi-use card game set in the Puerto Rico universe. But basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to build buildings. And you're going to have all these cards. It's from the same designer, Andreas Seifert, as Puerto Rico. But you're going to have all these cards, and they're going to have, like, different information. They're going to have a cost up here in the corner. They're going to have points that they're worth, and they're going to have some kind of special power that they do. Um, These are all the factories that produce goods. But there's also other buildings, and the way you're going to build buildings is you have to spend amount of cards from your hand for the cost of the building. So in order to build this, I have to spend three cards, unless I pick a roll, because this is one of those games where everybody picks the roll, the person that picks it gets a better action, everybody else does a weaker version of that action. It's been done everywhere now. Yes, this is one of those roles, like, Jason always is like, why would someone pick this action? I'm like, I'm not picking the action right, for you. Yeah. Pick it for yourself. Yeah, so... You're trying to get uh, cards so you can play the cards. You're trying to produce goods. You can have goods in your cards that spin those goods later to get more cards into your hand. Everything is driving cards into your hand so you can use cards to build buildings to score points. And the game's going to end, I think, when someone builds 10 buildings, 10 or 12 buildings. I can't remember. And then you're going to count every point. Everyone's with points to the winner. It's really simple. Um, it's fun. I like Puerto Rico better. This one gets to the table more, though, because it sets up way easier and it's faster. But Puerto Rico is a better game. But if you want that feel, take this one out. It still has the same cool action selection thing, similar buildings, and it's just the deck of cards. So my number 190 is San Juan. San, I have not played Puerto Rico, but I do, I do like San Juan. It's good. Ooh, three comments. Do oh, the San Juan app. Yeah, I have the app as well. San Juan app. It was like free for a time. I don't play any games online or on my phone. I don't. 
I, I think it's just maybe because I like the physical interaction with other people. I don't know. What were you going to ask me before that? You said, do you like that? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking we were going to, I was thinking maybe I was going to ask you if you want to like recap them, but that doesn't seem right either. Uh, we can recap if you want. I don't care. I do have fine taste. See, Ryan gets it. It's arbitrary. <laughs> and Ryan, no, he's not talking to you. Oh, I'm talking to you. Take back everything I said. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So let's recap from 200 to 190 because we have a kid to put to bed, and I think Jason needs to go to bed too. Mm-hmm. Probably. Do you want to do yours? Do you want me to do mine? Yeah, I'll do mine. Okay. So my 200 is Arch Ravels. My 199 is Hickory Dickory. My 198 is Castles of Mad King Ludwig. 197, Broom Service. 196, Craftsman. 195, Volanimo. 194, My Little Pony, Adventures in Equestria. 193, Spell Smashers. 192, Cryo. 191, My Little Scythe. And 190, San Juan. Uh, my 200 was Wooly Whammoth. 199 was Moonshine Empire. 198, Yamatai. 197, Super Motherlode. 196, Trollfest. 195, Ravenous River. 194, Maracaibo. 193, My Star. 192, Cat in the Box. 191, Tales of the Arabian Nights. And 190, Planted. So thanks for joining us. Sorry it was late. It is late on a Friday. Um, the weekend. What else you got to do? Nothing. Lots of stuff. Um, next week, we will be doing 185 to... 189. No. 85. We'll be doing 85 to... 71. 71 on the podcast of our top 100. Yes, that's correct. Text green game over hand purple blue. What? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, and then the week after, so we're trying to like alternate weeks. And the week after, we'll come back to 189 of the 100 outside the 100. Yep, that sounds right. All right. So so you got what you paid for today. <laughs> and you got to see me fumble through some program I've never used before. So that was fun. Um, I know how to do it next time. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like you focus too much on it and not. Well, I've been trying to not do that. Next time I'll be better. I'll be better. Or I need to set the computer up. Mm. Like right there. Because so <laughs> right it blocks the screen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I've been Katie. I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming.